What's up, y'all? Welcome back to your new favorite podcast, The Misplaced American. I am your host, Justin White. I have a treat for you guys today. I did a collaboration podcast with Project Possible, ran by Jason Rose. Uh, He's a buddy of mine from the gym, and this man literally does everything. He was a bodybuilder, a UK Ninja Warrior finalist. He does rock climbing, strongman, powerlifting. You name it, this guy's probably done it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he was an astronaut. <laughs> um, but yeah, we kind of sat back and talked about like life, me moving to the UK, my prior life in the military, and just our, kind of our goals and aspirations and where we want to be uh, in, in life. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, please go give him a follow, go give him a shout out. And if you like this podcast, please give us a share and yeah, tell your friends. Hey, Justin, you well? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well. Thanks, mate. All good. All good. Uh, just doing the best to survive what's going on at the moment. But yeah, keeping positive. We, we won't, <laughs> we, we won't, you know, talk about that too much. Yeah, the Corona apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, apocalypse, uh, zombie apocalypse, whatever it's going to turn into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? Straight out the bat, I've got to ask you, you as a fighter jet mechanic in the, Amer- yeah. in the American Air Force, weren't you? I was for six years. Wow. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It's the first thing that jumped out at me. When you sort of sent me your bio, I was like, i got to hear about this, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds a lot more glorious than uh, what it is. It's definitely a lot of long hours, uh, probably base 12-hour days, um, possible weekends off. There's no guarantee you get weekends off. But it's, it's kind of rewarding because you're putting – million dollar jets up in the air to fly around uh just it's, it's rewarding but it's, it has a lot of like downsides to it because you are working outside in the elements 12 hours a day it's exhausting you're on your feet you're eating we, we call them hydro sandwiches because your hands are so covered in oil and hydro like by the time it's your lunch by the time your lunch time comes around you just just start just shoveling food in your mouth because you don't have time to wash your hands or go clean up it's definitely not a yeah. It's not a glorious job, but it's, it's, it's a really rewarding job. Yeah, yeah. Aviation fuel sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Let me just dip my, my sandwich in some oil and go over my day. quality. <laughs> where, where was you based, mate? Uh, so my first uh, station was uh, in Italy, northern Italy, uh, in the mountains. So it was really nice and beautiful. And we would, like, it was so close to the mountains, you could snowboard for PT in the mornings. Quality, quality. But then, yeah, uh, it was near Venice, which is, I guess, the, cool, I guess the coolest part. Most people didn't know about it. It was super, yeah, really close to Venice. So we would go to Venice, like, pretty much every weekend if we could, just to take pictures. And uh, <laughs> it was this event called Carnival, Carnivale de Venezia. It was just huge. It was almost like Halloween in Venice, where everyone dressed up in classic Venetian wear and just kind of danced around the town, like, all night long. Yeah. So you, so you did your, you did your training in America. What, what part of the States was you, did you, was you, was you, you know, you doing all your training before you, before you got posted? You were spying. Am I, am I allowed to say this? Uh, <laughs> but, but no, yeah, it was. I'm intrigued, uh, mate. I'm intrigued. I love, I, I, <laughs> no, I it, was, it was mainly all in Texas. Everything yeah. is kind of just in Texas, which is pretty like common information if you just Google it. But um, yeah, we're all, everything's in Texas. Uh, you get trained and I was there during the, I think during the spring going into the summer and that's probably the most sporadic weather you'll ever have. But mm-hmm. yeah, all the training was mainly in Texas and you go through, when I went through, it was eight and a half weeks of um, 
you learning how to just break down your civilian life and become this military, pretty much become, go from being an individual to going and being a group. Yeah. So you learn how to march, you learn how to salute, you learn how to talk, you learn how to ask permission, you learn how to knock on doors, like simple things like you learn how to walk in a room and address someone in the higher ranking than you. Like, it's like they break down every little thing you know about yourself and then you become like this military mold. Yeah, they completely rebuild you. What what pushed you to get what pushed you to go in as a as a fighter jet mechanic? What 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 why did you make that decision? So it was <laughs> it's actually a funny story. That was made for me. Uh, I I initially had another job, and my recruiter my recruiter called me uh, maybe two three weeks into me waiting for my job, which I was supposed to leave like six months, like in, later in the year. And he calls me one night and he goes, "Hey." Um, we had a guy drop out. Do you want to leave t- tomorrow, like tonight? I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, you can, you can leave tonight. And I was like, what would my job be? He was like, oh, it'll be uh, open, you know, open maintenance. We'll, they'll, they'll pick a job for you, but I'm pretty sure you can get the same job you had. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds, sounds cool. I'm, I'm this 20-year-old kid just about to leave. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll do it. And uh, yeah, yeah, just got, kind of got on a bus, got on a plane, got on the bus like that night and ended up in te- Texas the next day. And yeah, and uh, they they gave me like, like eight. I want to say seven weeks later, I was like, "Hey, I don't have a job." And they were like, "Oh yeah, you do. Your job is, you know, tactical aircraft maintenance. So you're working on F-16s." I was like, "Oh, that sounds so cool." And that is quality. So you sort of just jumped it, jumped into it without even. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of the story of my life. It's just kind of jumping into situations and not knowing the result in the end. <laughs> Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's a, that sounds incredible. And you're over here in the UK now. You've uh, decided to start your own podcast, The Misplaced American. Um, I'm all up for giving you a, a, a shout out for that. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that Thanks. we can collab and bring two podcasts together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it was nerve-wracking, I'll say that. Because uh, I saw you in the gym, actually. And then I think someone mentioned to me first that you had a podcast. And then I saw you, I came across you on Instagram. You sent me an Instagram request. And I was like, oh, he does have a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to ask this guy for advice. Because everyone seems to be like creating things, doing stuff. And like, he seems to have his life together. Let me ask him, <laughs> how can I do this? And you seem so confident about it. And I was like, you know what? If he can do it, he's confident. I, I can do this. Yeah. To calm on the surface and uh, kicking like mad underneath, mate. Oh no! If you could see me on the camera, I'm sweating bullets right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, nah, nah. You do, you, you're doing a cool job, mate, and you, you, you're a cool, you're a cool customer. I liked you from the the minute we first met, and yeah, totally. If I could, if I can give you a hand, mate, I'm sure it will come full circle one day where I might, I, I might need your help, you know. And it, it's it's what it's all about. You got you got to you got to lift other people up, haven't you? And, and give give them a platform and give them a voice. And I, I like what it is that you you're doing. You know, you're out there. You're a, personal trainer strength and conditioning coach credit yeah, to you for coming over here you know doing your degree and getting out there and, and giving back how, how can you not get behind someone like that yeah I, I think that's a really big thing at least in my community where i'm from uh, a lot of people don't i don't want to say not support small businesses but don't support or just like not small businesses just uh, an individual doing things for themselves because it almost seems like um like maybe Oh, if they succeed, I'm not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And there's enough, and, and I guess a, a term I use with my friends in America, like slang almost, it was like, it's enough bread for all of us to eat, you know? <laughs> so yeah, is, like, yeah. like, like why, why is me helping you going to 
step or you you helping me gonna like hinder you from succeeding the same way I'm succeeding. If I'm succeeding, I want to help you succeed. We can all eat together. It's enough bread for all of us. Yeah, of course, of course there is. There's a, it, there's a, there's enough there's enough platforms and there's a, there's a, there's enough listeners and th- there's plenty of a, a, it to go around. You know, every, everyone's going to have their own particular taste of what they're interested in. And variety is the spice. Variety is the spice of life. And you know, your your podcast, what you're talking about, is you know coming over from America. And you said a few things to me that was really funny about it. A few ironic things of like the, the cultural differences. And I just think it, I think I think it's really quirky. It's it's awesome, mate. Well done to you. I appreciate it, man. You know, and um, you're a dad as well, aren't you? Yeah, one-year-old. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, I've, I've seen you nipper terrorizing uh, you on Instagram and Facebook. Some of the some of the videos you put up are absolutely quality. Yeah, I actually just started something. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this TikTok thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. These young, young people. Uh, I guess it's essentially just the, the grandchild of the Vine thing that was going on years ago. But uh, yeah, somebody was like, oh, you should make a TikTok for you guys. You guys are cute. And then like, just one of the videos I posted got like almost 8,000 views. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. It's just me. It's, and it's just literally just me and my kid. Just really? Br- like brush, brushing our teeth. <laughs> you know, just, I've, I've seen it come up, TikTok, but I've, I've not jumped on it. Is oh, I, I pretty much get it. the sort of general idea of, of what it's about, but no, I've, not, I've not been on there myself. Yeah, it's essentially just... Guys, uh, guys with no shirts on and girls with leggings doing dances and then getting likes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Instagram with certified music, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I, uh, I'll definitely have a look into it. If, it, if it's worth having a laugh and you know it br- brings a bit of humour to my life, I'll, I'll jump on it because I'm all for posting, you know, stupid stuff. No, oh, then you definitely love uh, TikTok. Yeah, I will do. I'll have a I'll have a look into it. I mean, it's for, for me. I'm all about putting content out there that's that's fun, that can give people a laugh, can give people some motivation to you know train harder, to be able to be better people, to just share the love. That that's that's what that's what I'm, it's all about. That's what my social media is all about. You know, I was not, I was an advocate of being against it for so long, and you know, I had my periods of time where I come off it and. I wasn't really too involved in it. I was pushing it to one side, pushing it to one side. But you know what? It can actually be a real positive thing. Hence what we're doing now. Yeah. For for sure. It definitely makes a massive difference. And it just opens your viewpoint up and, you know, discussion to a wider audience for people to, to, to listen in and take something away from it. Yeah, I will say you're probably one of the most, one of the more interesting people ever. Oh, geez, <laughs> I, mean, man, I, I appreciate that. Well, no, it's because, uh, but you didn't tell me this when I first met you. I just assumed you were just a really strong power lifter, a really good like lifter, or just a really athletic person. And then, like, I, you, I, you followed me on Instagram, and I was like, oh, he did like, <laughs> like the Ninja Warrior thing. Like, yeah. Like, most 99.9% of people don't do that. <laughs> and, like, and they succeed. And I was like, well, what is happening? Like, did he really do And I, like, went through, like, was searching videos. I was like, did he really do this? And, it's like wow, he really did this. Yeah, really did genuinely do it. And I tell you, I tell you what, Justin, that was honestly a, an experience of a lifetime. It was, it was, it was a rush. It was a rush like I can't explain. Um, the whole process of being having the audience there and 
competing so high up, doing all these obstacles with knowing you've got six feet of water underneath you and it's going to be aired to, I think it went out to like 10, 15 million people viewed it. Suddenly, the, the, <laughs> the sort of like seriousness of what you've signed up for suddenly becomes real when you get there. You gotta have like, like did, you, wow. did you feel like a stage fright when you like initially got to that first part of the, you're like, oh God, I can't do this. <laughs> it, everyone says, what was, the, what was the hardest obstacle? I'm like, the first one, because you're trembling, your palms are sweating, your knees feel weak. You're like, this doesn't feel like I'm in my local gymnasium. What's going on? <laughs> when I'm in my local gym, I'm just flowing. I'm yeah. just moving between apparatus like it's nothing. And then the minute you get out there and you see the audience and, everyone's stamping the stage it's like it's like a feeling i just i just can't explain you you know yourself through competing that when you're in your environment and you've got your headphones on you're in your little safe zone and you're doing your lifts but when you come out and you get that slap on the back and suddenly there's an audience the whole dynamic shifts yeah definitely it's like right this is game time now and it's i'm trying to give myself uh how can i explain it i'm trying i'm trying to not let myself down but also give myself credit as someone looking in and seeing me as a person so everyone are going to be watching me thinking is he going to do it is he going to fall is he going to do it is he going to fall and every and they're watching every step and every movement and you just feel that overwhelming pressure but what's really bizarre is after i took them first few steps and I started flowing, it felt like I was in a video game. I can honestly say that course, it took me just under two minutes to complete. And right. it was two minutes of my body working at 100% efficiency. I've never operated as a unit so flawlessly in all my life. It was incredible. I, I couldn't tell you how I did it. I can't explain the the emotions I was feeling as I was doing it, but before I know it, I was at the warped wall at the end. I, and I stood there and I looked into the crowd and I could see Ben Shepherd and the flames were going off. And I was like, I've done it. I beat the Ninja Warrior course. I can't believe it. <laughs> Man, that is that's such an accomplishment. I, I wow. I, I what made you, what made you want to do like how did you one day wake up and like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna conquer this. I'm going to conquer it. I, I tell you what it was because I got fed up of sitting on the sofa watching Gladiators, Total Wipeout, Ninja Warrior, all these shows I grew up watching, being a couch warrior for years and years and years. So I could do that. I could do that until I got the nudge and it was like, go on then, go on then, show everyone that you can do it. And I said to myself, I need to do this. And I honestly, hand on heart said this, mate. When I, when I run up that warped wall and I hit that buzzer, I turned around to myself and I told myself, if you never accomplish anything again in life, you can always say that you got up and you beat that wall and you beat the Ninja Warrior course. I'm no longer a couch warrior. I didn't want to keep saying, I could do that. I could do that. I could do it. And I just signed up and I went, I'm going to do it. And that was, that was literally it. I... I grew up watching gladiators and I always wanted to go on there, but I was just a bit too young when it was, when it was on TV and right, I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really want it to go run headfirst into some of them gladiators. They were absolute bombers. 
and uh, yeah, I just, I just had this. I just woke up one day. I seen that they was doing auditions for it, and I went, Do you know what, I'm going to go for it. And I knew if I could get to the point where I got to the course, that I'd stand a really good chance. But you know yourself through competing, mate, that to say you're going to do something when you actually get there and it's crunch time, you can either flop or you can succeed. And I just didn't know which way it was going to go. You sat backstage watching absolutely unbelievable athletes fall in on the most stupidest of obstacles that you know for a fact they've practiced and they've absolutely nailed it every time. Miss footings, they're falling in, their nerves are getting them, they've got slippy hands, they're just incorrect footwear, they've showboated, whatever it is. I just thought, stay cool, calm and collective and just focus forward. Don't look at the crowd. Don't get distracted by the fact that it's going on TV. Treat it as much as you're just practicing and you can get through it. And that was the mindset I had. Well, excuse and, me, man, I'm going to do 10 push-ups really quick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. You know what? Whenever I see someone <laughs> do something like really, really athletic or incredible, it makes me feel really like really inactive. So I have to, it fires me up to go and do something that right after I spoke to him. <laughs> So how long, so is it between that and power, like, so you also, I, I saw you powerlifted also. Yeah, so I, I powerlifted in my early 20s. I competed for the BDFPA. Um, I did full power and I did single lift as well. So right. I always sort of like specialized in, my deadlift was always my best lift. So I competed at, I competed at 72 kilo. Um, and back then I hit a 170 squat uh, a two four seven and a half deadlift and a one four seven and a half bench, and that was as a junior. Jeez. Um, had a couple of years out, went back, did did the Midlands Open, but I just did single lift and just did deadlift and just equaled what I'd already done. Um, and yeah, so I had a, I had a good little stint at powerlifting. I did a, I did a few shows and I did pretty well, mate. I got a couple of trophies on the mantelpiece, a couple of first places, and couple of runners up trophies where I, I missed the mark a little bit but hey ho it, it is what it is I had a good shot at it oh I love powerlifting that's oh, like that's that is my it, it, that's, that's the one thing in life it's the one thing in life I'm good at or I feel like I as I'm called to do it's probably powerlift oh god for mate I see I see you squatting there and I just think I look at the size of my legs and I think why is it that I can't squat that much no, I, I I genuinely think I was just <laughs> genetically just made, like something in me was just built for. I remember in high school, uh, I was like I, said, I was bullied. If you ever listen to my podcast, uh, I was I told people I was bullied uh, in my early years in school, and I started weightlifting because uh, my weightlifting coach or the the gym coach was like, oh, just come you know lift with football players uh, every day. So it's a gym, it's a weightlifting class, and I said, okay, you know, I'll I'll join weightlifting class, and. All the guys in there were like these huge like football players, American football players. And I was like this skinny little 145 pounds, so like maybe like less than less than 74 kilo kid. And I remember I remember I got under the squat rack one day and all these guys just benching and doing hang cleans and I was the only one who wanted to squat. And so I was like, you know, I'm gonna try squats. And I remember I was like on the leaderboard for my in my school. For, squ- for squats and like I remember I used to have like these big football players surrounding me uh when we were squatting everyone was just cheering for me and I, I remember I just loved the way it felt and I was like oh, I love being strong and everyone always asked me like how are you so strong how do you do that and I was like and you're the smallest guy in the weight class and I was like I don't know 
<laughs> I just, I'm just good at it. And it's kind of always been that my whole way. Even in the military, it was, it was like, I remember my best friend, uh, Craig, shout out to Craig, if you ever hear this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Craig. <laughs> we were, he, we were lifting and I was actually, sta- I was also stationed in Guam, a little tropical island in between Australia and Japan. Yeah, I know Guam. I've met someone, <laughs> met one person from Guam, actually. If, if, honestly, if they, they were not there, we probably know each other. That's how small the island yeah, is. Yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> but I met my friend Craig, and he was trained to be a powerlifter. And he always saw me, like, I was just, at the time I wanted to be a bodybuilder. And I remember one day I, I tried to bench. I was, like, cutting for a competition, and I tried to bench, like, one plate. And I couldn't do it. And somebody was like, oh, it's normal for a bodybuilder. You know, you're getting weaker because you're getting leaner. And I told my friend, Chris, I don't want to do this. I was like, this is not what I want to do. And he's like, oh, dude, you're good at deadlifts. Just try to deadlift. And so I would just go toe-for-toe with him with deadlifts. And he was like, dude, you waste, you're so much smaller than me. How are you so good at deadlifts? And I was like, I don't know, man. I just pick stuff up and put it down. And he got me into it. And then I moved to the States for a year, did my first competition. And I trained myself. I had no coach or anything and got first place, which was nice. And everyone's always asking me. I mean, I'll never forget the day. Like, most biggest accomplishment, biggest accomplishment to me was this really, really big guy in the gym who was, I think, in equivalency of struggling to deadlift uh, like 250 uh, kilos. And I like went and repped 250 kilos right behind him. Yeah. And he walked up to me and he asked me, he's like, Are you on gear? <laughs> the the just, first question anyone asks when they see someone <laughs> lifting slightly above the average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me so. That's like the big, biggest accomplishment to me. Is and everyone's going to ask me, it's like, oh, are you on steroids? And I was like, like no, I wish, but no, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I love it now. I'm like, so now my deadlifts, my latest, last heaviest deadlift was 300.5 kilos. Jesus. Sumo. Yeah. Yeah. I think conventional, most of our pool was 270. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I'm, I'm, but I have super, 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 super long arms and extremely long legs and a really, really short torso. So yeah. sumo is sumo. I'm like built for like sumo deadlifts. Yeah, you are. Your, your movement mechanics, I've looked at your movement mechanics and your efficiency for your A to B. And like you said, it, mate, it's, it, it's flawless. Your low bar squatting is just, I, I squatted with you that day. And I mean, yeah. you know, if, if it was, if it was a game of who could squat the most, you're going to, you're going to leave me for joke. That, that, that's your movement, mate. And you, you owned it, but I've seen the way you deadlift and you're right in what you're saying. But the thing is, it's also your, your hip mobility and the fact how you break it, your hips, how low you get your hips, how, how, you know, you, how prominent your chest is upright, but you've also got this really wide gate with your feet. So you're just, perfectly your perfect setup for for um sumos i will say like i've had i had uh two big uh influences in my life when it comes to like deadlifting uh one being my a previous coach uh uh dawson in the states uh mm-hmm. he he trains in the states and then my current or well, current coach was i'm actually i'm, I'm going to start again soon once the virus is over uh, <laughs> uh lewis here in the uk i'm not sure if you ever met uh lewis he used to work at. He used to come to Gaines a lot. I think he moved to London. I I haven't met him now, but yeah, he used to work in Gaines. Come to Gaines like his his legs are the size of your torso. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. But yeah, and uh, they always just like they always both they both kind of gave me tips and hints. They're like, you know, you're made for this. Like you have long you have long femurs. You know, you have your your way your feet are. This is how your hips should move. You should do mobility. And also, I constantly just like I'm such a. I don't like being bad at something. So mm-hmm. if, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it right. And if I and in my head, there's no such thing as I I can't do it. It's either I'm going to do it right or I'm not going to do it at all. 
And I yeah, was like, I can, sure. I was like, and I knew, I was like, I can do this. Everyone keeps telling me I'm so good at this. I was like, I want to be great at it. And so whenever I see a video, everyone's like, that looks good. And people tell me, oh, you look great. I'm like, and I look at the video, I'm like, what are you seeing? I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll pick out every possible flaw in any video I, I record. It's because I, I'm, I don't ever want to be good enough. I constantly want to be better. And I feel like I, it's a way, I feel, I feel like yeah, it's a big yeah, way that people yeah. should I can tell you this now, mate. First, Andrew, you, you, you're a legit lifter. You're, you, you are a legit lifter, and you've got some very, very, very big lifts. And I mean, your body weight isn't your body weight isn't huge either. And to be able to generate that much power through a deadlift and a squat, I mean, I don't really know where your bench is at and any overhead work that you do. But yeah, we're, not talk, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep praising the squat and deadlifts. <laughs> Yeah, let's just keep. Yeah, just keep talking about the good stuff. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> mate. That's class. That is. But yeah, man, some really big squat and deadlift numbers. And I mean, have you? What have you got planned going forward? Are you considering jumping into any more shows? Have you got anything lined up? Or uh, I do want to do more powerlifting meets. Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to another a trainer in the in Bedford, and uh, he does strongman. He just every time every time I talk to him, he. He tells me like this, this things, and like they train this, and I've always enjoyed like the, the way strongman looks, like how they can do cardio without it looking like cardio. Like the fact you can carry something and just walk up and down, but you're still burning as many calories as you would be like sprinting. Yeah, and I, I think that's so interesting. I just and everyone, I just I, I see them and I'm like, There's, and it's it's kind of intimidating because every strongman I know, like the smallest strongman I know, is like maybe like a hundred kilos. Yeah, and yeah. I would, and I I struggle to reach eighty three. Well, you, <laughs> so, you do realize that there is actually, you can do weight classes. There is under 80s, under 90s, under 100s, don't you? Yeah, I just, I, I fall into the, I've been probably a podcast for a different day, but I, 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 I fall into the, the trap of uh, social media, judging people's best on social media mm-hmm. to my everyday. Yeah. So I see how, I see how these, the best are, the people who are the top of their game doing. And then I compare that to my everyday. And I was, and I was just like, I, I can't, I like, mm, I'll just stay away from that now until I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it, it, with that said, mate, the if you could, that, that transfer of, of of power and explosive energy can can shift over. I mean, if, if you've got a really good deadlift and you've got a really good squat, you, you're packing a serious amount of back and leg strength. So you, you would you'd be really good at a lot of the events. You'd you'd be you'd be surprised. Okay, a lot of the strongman events are, for example, medleys and they're a lot of overhead work. But if you've already got if you've already got the lower sorted all you've got to do is worry about bringing up your pressing. And I mean, if it's something that you're interested in, I know a couple of facilities within, within striking distance of, you know, sort of where we live that we could go to and, you know, I could, I could introduce you to a few people and we could, we could have a throw around on some of the kit. I've been fortunate enough to, to do quite a bit of strongman training. And I know quite a lot of facilities within our area that have got the sort of equipment that you could go at and sort of without any prying eyes looking on you have a little go at like trying at the stones and you could have a go at getting just a you know a 75 kilo 65 kilo log above your head and do a medley or you know a tire flip without any anyone sort of like looking in at like british or world level do you know what i mean well let's let's be clear i actually enjoy people so i I hear people all the time saying like i hate people look at me at the gym I enjoy the when people look at me. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, it might sound really narcissistic. You know, it, yeah, if you know. Yeah. It. 
Good. This is like either the person looking at you because they're either concerned about what you're doing and maybe they want to come help you. And if they do, I encourage like, Hey, if you have advice, please give me your advice. Like yeah, I'm for sure. I, I don't ever know everything or they're interested in like, wow, he's lifting a lot of weight. Like let me see if he does this. And they're just, they're genuinely just curious. So either way, I, I embrace them, but I understand how some people don't enjoy being staring mm-hmm. at the gym. It's okay. It can be intimidating. Yeah. We yeah I'd, I'd a hundred percent be down for that. I'd, I mean, I, it looks fun. I just, I, I want to do it. I do want to do it. We'll, we'll go and have a throw down, mate, because the funny thing is one of my goals is actually to compete in under 90, under, under 80 kilo, Britain's strongest man. I would actually really, really like to have a go at that. Um, I've got to shed probably eight or nine kilos of body weight, but it's actually on my bucket list of something that I really want to have a go at. Whether I'll place, whether I'll do well, I don't know, but I'll be turning up to, to win. And I, I, I feel at 80 kilos, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to go some to, 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 to take me out. I know, I know that for sure. However, they've, like you said, they're well established. They, they, they absolutely nailed the movements. They do it day in, day out. I'm under no illusion that there's some phenomenal, phenomenal, very lightweight strong men out there that uh, they just do this day in day out it's, it's what they do it's what they eat breathe and sleep right but to be clear you're, you're also a freak of nature so <laughs> i'm pretty sure you just you could just walk in and like get top three and, and not be like oh I, you know i was just a casual lifter I'm like no you you're a tank yeah <laughs> okay cool that went well <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's next let me see. He's like from Mr. Olympia now. <laughs> like, you know. Set your ambitions high, but yeah, mate, I'd be uh, well up for that if you want to get if you want to go and try it out and go and do a few lifts and just we can just go up and just have a throw down and see see what we see what we can move about, see what we can do. Yeah, because like I said, you showed me kettlebells recently or well, one day, and I started doing that and like because I, I was doing it wrong. I've always done kettlebells wrong, so I've never touched them. At the end of the day, you showed me kettlebells. And I was like, oh, this guy's over. This guy knows what he's talking about. And I was like, all right, I trust him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're a great builder, aren't they? They're, they're, oh, man, they're savage kettlebells are. Your, your, your training, mate, with implementing kettlebells and the mobility work and some of the strongman stuff, you, you'll be on another level of strength, mate. You'll be on another level of strength. I could, I could see it now. You, your training would just elevate to a whole nother level, man. And now I see I get this, <laughs> my eating, my eating down. <laughs> I, have a, I have a degree in nutritional science. And then like, I just, I get so bored eating. I just don't, I just don't do it. Yeah, but hey ho, mate. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Just, just re-get your focus. Start again Monday and, and, and just go at it. Get a plan. You know, we've got a little bit of, got something cool to look forward to now we can both go and we can both go and smash it out speaking of smashing especially things out like the gym wise uh where are you with like your training with everything going on like how is that uh has it have you hit have you hit a roadblock or do you have like equipment at your house that you're able to like do anything okay so where i'm at at the moment with my training is i've got my push bike I've got my feet so I can go for a run. I've got my kettlebells and I'm going to be doing a lot of sort of like calisthenic work. Just, I'm going to be doing a lot of body weight stuff. I'm I'm all but struggling with barbells and dumbbells. I haven't really got them kind of facilities, but I just figure if it's going to go on for sort of like eight to 12 weeks, what they say, fortunately, like yourself being, being natural, I'm not going to, 
the, the strength and sort of like the size I've built isn't going to diminish too much. So for me at this point, I think go into a massive phase of at least maintain where I'm at. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that with basically body weight and kettlebells. I did a, a 12 minute kettlebell workout today and I was absolutely crucified. I got the 20 kilo kettlebell, slung it round with tabatas uh, and I was blitzed. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to get the variety of exercises I'm going to get going to the gym with the resistance machines and stuff, but I think I'll be all right for three months. Why? What about yourself? You, you've got a barbell, haven't you? Uh, yeah. So I recently, uh, I, one of my friends loaned me his, one of his barbells and it's only a 15 kilo barbell, but it's all you need. Uh, if you're trying to just stay healthy, uh, until, until something else comes along, but I got a 15 kilo bar, a couple plates, a couple fives, a couple twenties. And I got actually just recently invested in resistance bands. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did an entire arm and shoulder workout with just resistance bands. Yeah. And I, su I surprised myself because I was actually pretty tired and pretty, pretty burnt. So that was nice. Uh, and then I, for the first time, uh, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a jumper or a sprinter. So I did <laughs> jumps and sprints today. Yeah. Some that plyo was, stuff. Yeah. That was, a that was a, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's awesome. Do you think, do you think it's forcing you to sort of like adapt your training a little bit and try new things? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I see that. Uh, cause I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be a one trick pony for too much longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll be 30 next year. And I don't want to be that guy who's just done powerlifting his whole life and then look back and then tell people when I'm in the gym, like, oh, yeah, back in my day, I used to, I did powerlifting and that's it. Yeah. You know, I want to, I do want to get some, I do want to try new things. I want to, you know, because I have a daughter and I want her to be able to, I, want, I don't want to be the guy who just does one thing and then try to preach to my daughter, you should try multiple things I, I, because I didn't. Mate, I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a it's a good way of putting it. And you want it, you want to be you want to become a more well-rounded athlete, don't you? And if you can if you can put plyo into it, you can put bar work into it, resistance bands, sprints, cardiovascular, aerobic and anaerobic training, you you're going to become a, a better well-rounded athlete and, and and ultimately strength athlete, aren't you? Right, because you don't you don't want to be just put into a, a box of just a powerlifter or just a bodybuilder or just a strongman. You want to be an athlete. And it, it took me 29 years and a lot of like sore muscles and like breathing heavy when I'm walking upstairs to realize that yeah. just being a powerlifter isn't, isn't the way I want to be. No, don't pigeonhole yourself or always think out, always think outside the box. Do you, do you, do you think in order to succeed and become effectively the sort of like the best or the champion at summit, you need to, you need to put all your eggs in one basket or what's your views on, do you think you can do other styles of training and still progress in, in your, in your specific discipline? So it's funny you say that actually. So if you look on, if you look at a, a lot of major, I'm not sure how it is in the UK, but in America, a lot of athletes play multiple sports through school. Mm -hmm. And even in the college, they'll tell you, they'll tell you that, pick up another sport. So even you hear like, we hear LeBron James and he, he talks about how he almost played football. Like he almost went, he almost, he had a choice between NFL or NBA. And he chose it, obviously chose the NBA, but uh, he, he's a, like, he's a multi, like he can do anything essentially. And it's, I feel like as an athlete, that's something you kind of need to be prepared to do. Yeah. Like if you, because, because for instance, sure, I train for powerlifting and I enjoy powerlifting. I feel like maybe if I had 
done another style of lifting, I wouldn't be so exhausted by the end of my sets. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do, I can do a sets, I can do three sets of three of uh, pause squats and I'll, I can, and, and it, it won't even be anywhere near my like 70%, but I'm so exhausted and so winded and I like almost blackout. Whereas somebody who, like somebody like you who, who does other things can do three sets of three of pause squats. So I haven't seen you do like reps of 10. I, if, if I did a rep of 10, I'd probably pass out. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, and so, but if I, but if I was able to do that on top of being strong, like it's, 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 it's creating a whole different monster or like the people is, who, yeah. yeah, like or people who like, look at Ronnie Coleman, uh, Ronnie Coleman was, he did bodybuilding and strongman. I mean, strongman, uh, powerlifting. Yeah, he did. And he was, and he was huge. And they, like, he, like he went from not even, I don't think he placed in his competitions to winning, winning the championship, like winning like Mr. Olympia. He did, so it was yeah. Like, he, it, he went from last place to winning it the following year. Yeah, and his, he, he didn't put all his eggs in one basket, you know. He knew he was going to be Mr. Olympia, but he also did other things on top of that. And that's what I kind of try to tell people uh, now in our area. And everyone's like, oh, I'm be, I, I don't lift the power lift, you know. It looks boring. And I told people, I was like, you don't have to be boring. I was like, you can, you can do power lifting. You can do, train for competition. It's like a peak can maybe take you you know, like if you want to do a, a decent, like just, just we want to go from powerlifting or bodybuilding to powerlifting. Just you don't cut weight for power, for bodybuilding for what maybe eight weeks, six to eight weeks before the competition. Same with powerlifting, you don't really cut weight. You're just gonna peak for those four to six weeks, and after those four to six weeks, you compete and then you go back to normal. Except the difference is you don't cut a diet. You just cut your the weights, the the volume you're doing, and increase the weight. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I just, I think being, I think putting all your eggs in one basket limit, limits you, limits you to no, not not being an athlete anymore. It limits you to being proficient at one thing. And yeah. I, I think being proficient at one thing can put you, put you in a really stagnant place. Yeah, do you know what? Fair, <clears throat> fair play for saying that as well as, as, as you know, having been the person that specialised and, and focuses primarily on powerlifting you're looking outside the box and you're you're looking at other movements and you're looking at other ways of training as well and it's fun stepping outside the back box for myself i you know i love powerlifting i love strongman i love calisthenics i love all these different types of training methods but i still love rock climbing you know and that's nothing to do that's nothing to do with powerlifting but it's fun and it's exercise and some of the smaller movements and some of the sort of dynamics of climbing do switch over to make you a better strength athlete when you're in the gym as well for sure they 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 do transfer over some of the some of the skills and some of the some of the strength you gain from climbing or you know you say ninja warrior it does make a massive difference it it improves your card it improves your cardio improves your mindset and just it turns you into a better all-round athlete you know you'd saying you're coming up to 30 years old now you you're effectively you're in your prime now mate you're this this is your prime if you're gonna go and grab the ball by the horns and really start venturing out and doing some other types of training your body is primed ready to do it now and it's it's awesome mate that you you want to go and do all of this stuff and you are doing it it's it's really cool to see I, i i see on your social media and obviously i know you and i've seen the way you train you're ready to take it to the next level mate you are yeah, I will say, I definitely think that the Kickstarter was having a kid and then having to constantly have to adjust my schedule from being able to, from being able to go to the gym four to, four to six times a week, like, and spend three, four hours in the gym to 
like I'm, a, I'm essentially like a, a semi stay at home dad, if not a full stay at home dad now, since with everything going on. And so I have to cut my gym time to maybe max three times a week. And those three times a week have to be, I need to, I need to squeeze everything out and be done by two hours. So yeah. I, I generally feel bad when people talk to me in the gym because I used to be this, talk, I'm a very charismatic person. I love talking and I can sit in the gym and talk to you for an hour and then live for two. And so I'll spend all day in the gym just talking, <laughs> yeah. but I can't do that anymore. So no, I like, I, whenever, I, whenever I see people in the gym, I, like, I feel bad, but I have to like wave them off because my, like, I have to see my kid, put my kid to bed or I have to wake up early so I can take her to the nursery or mm. I know she's kind of sick. So she's going to wake up at two, three, four, five in the morning, all morning, all night. So, you know, it was just, yeah. I would say being a dad kind of like powerlifting itself is like trying to train for a meet or peaking for a meet is a little bit harder. Mm. Whereas something like, Maybe let me go in and I don't want to say get a pump, but just go in and just kind of work out and just feel good rather than just train for like three hours of squat, bench, deadlift. So you're going in for that that specific 30, 40 minutes training, quality over quantity. And what what so are you are you throwing like accessories in at home? Is 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 the fact that Obviously, we're all sort of like in lockdown at the moment in regards to our training, <laughs> our gyms being closed. Do you, do you genuinely go into your gym and do sort of like the stuff you've been focusing on um, recently? Is that something new or is that something you've always nope. done? So my, actually, my best friend in the States, uh, Lance, shout out to Lance if you watch this. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, so he's always been, a, he's, my, he's my little brother and uh, we used to work out together. And, he's, and so now he does his this thing where he's all about like, you know, body weight things, kind of like you, you know, body weight things. He does whatever he can. If he can find a, bo- a heavy uh, pot of water, he'll squat a heavy pot of water for like 10 sets of 10, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying to do new things, just to stay active and keep his, keep his heart rate up, keep the blood going. And like, just kind of, I hate, I hate the term get a pump, but uh, just kind of like, just feel good. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm doing here at home. Like I, he, like I watch his videos. I'm like, you know, I can do that. I can do, I can do jumps. I can do sprints. I can lift lightweight. I can, you know, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been trying to practice uh, hang cleans. Uh, not my thing, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just I'm trying to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, but, but yeah, but but, mm-hmm. but I'm not able to do bench press because I I sold all my I, before all this happened. I sold all my home gym equipment, so I, I can't really do bench press. I can do light squats because I can shoulder press it over my head, uh, and yeah. But it's mainly kind of just shoulders and back and a lot of legs, a lot of lunges, a lot of uh, split squats, a lot of jumps. But with the, yeah. with the fact that you're doing this sort of stuff at home means that you, you can be around, you can be around your family, you can be at home, you, you're in your garage, which is attached to your house. You can be doing all these accessories. So when you go to the gym, you can just focus on your lifts. You're, you're, you're doing so much outside of it in your garage. And this is kind of like... It, it's good that you've said all the different stuff you're doing whilst you're whilst you're at home in your garage. You know, you give some great ideas there, mate. Just like in just dropping in general conversation that people can take away from this. Things that I haven't said that you've got. You've given me some ideas as well, which is cool. Um, that it's interesting. You say you do this sort of stuff, so when you go to the gym, your time's limited. You can just focus on your things that you're doing regarding your powerlifting. Yeah, my primaries. You know, your like, primaries. Yeah. Squat, bench, deadlift. That's as your that's where you live in the powerlifting world, and everything else is an accessory too. SBD squat, bench, all the way. Or deadlift. <laughs> oh, that's quality, mate. I really, I, I think the time's running away with us here, and we're, we're we're closing up on that forty minute mark. And I know that when we get to forty minutes, 
it may potentially boot us off here. And I feel like I could keep talking, but what we can do is we've covered quite a lot today, mate, in this podcast. It's just, we've just let it rip to be fair. Um, we can definitely schedule in a uh, collab part two at some point. No, definitely. That, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, I like this. Uh, now, nah, mate, you've smashed it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's really good to come on and have a chat to you. It's it's flowed awesome. Considering we don't know each other th- that well, you just, we generally just chat like we've known each other for years, to be honest. Right, yeah. So what we'll do is... Uh, We'll wrap it up. I'm just, I'm just a bit concerned that it's gonna, it's gonna boot us at some point, mate. So okay, we right. will resume this at another point. We'll schedule it back in, and we'll see the feedback we get. But I'm pretty sure everyone will be wanting to listen on because there's loads more we've, we've still got yet to talk about. You know, travel and, you know, just getting, getting to the bottom of what, what, what things are all about at the moment. But we can, <laughs> we can discuss that next time. Yeah, this is, this is more of a fun podcast. Next, next one can be down to business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zombie apocalypse and takeovers and all the rest yeah. of it. But like I say, um, hopefully you and all your family are in good health, mate, and you ain't been affected by this no, coronavirus. No, I, I hope you guys are good and safe and hope you guys stay healthy until this whole thing is over. Yeah, all good over here, mate. All good. So thanks for your time, Justin, mate. I appreciate it.